What is happening? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com Talking to you today about how to play past irony into sincerity. That might not be something that you think is important. That's the first thing that I want to say. Um, might not even be something that you've thought about before. And it's rare when I put together a how-to for a problem that most people aren't even aware of. But I just want you to bear with me and I want to talk about the nature of our culture right now, um, the way that people live in irony and sarcasm and judgment, where it comes from, how fucking poisonous it is, and how to move into living with sincerity and why that's important and how it's going to increase your quality of life. Okay? So to get started, Without sincerity, positivity falls flat, okay? You've seen my video, I hope, of why positivity is the only path. Um, I've been very negative at, at, you know, when I was younger and at different points in my life. And I know what it's like to be negative. I know what it's like to be sarcastic. I know what it's like to be ironic. I know what it's like to be um, an atheist who thinks he's smarter than everyone. And, um, you know, everyone else is stupid. And to be in that constant kind of um, uh, judgment of people. And I can tell you that, that it does not make you happy. It really does not. Um, and the, the roots of irony, uh, the roots of sarcasm, and the prevalence of it in our culture is the result of cultural Marxism. If you don't know what cultural Marxism is, I strongly suggest that you look it up. Uh, but a brief synopsis is after the Marxist revolution in Russia failed and or, or succeeded, um, Marxists assumed that it was going to be adopted worldwide, and it wasn't. And when it wasn't, these uh, German dissident intellectuals moved to America and founded the school of um, critical theory, okay? They wanted to criticize Western culture to the point where it was ready to adopt uh, Marxism. And cultural Marxism has been so much more successful than actual economic Marxism. Okay, The traditional Marxist ideology is, is um, you know, in, in the form of uh, Stalinism is played out. But cultural Marxism is the religion of America. Okay, it is Marxism mixed with weaponized Freudian psychology. So you hear people use bandy about terms like narcissism, like projection, like um, father issues. And they use these as attacks on people. Misogynist, sexist, racist. These are terms that weren't even in the Western lexicon in the 1950s. This was... This is completely uh, a modern phenomenon, okay? And it is a critical phenomenon, okay? It is called critical theory for a reason because it doesn't present um, any type of valid alternative. It attacks the fundamentals of what the society was, okay? Now, I'm not saying, you know, hating women is a good thing or being racist you know, hating people from other races is a good thing. I'm just explaining the foundations of this critical theory. And that is our culture now. 
That is our culture, is a culture of criticism. And you don't even, many people don't even realize it um, until you step out of the culture to see how fucking nasty it is, to see what always being critical um, results in. And go on any left-wing or, or liberal progressive media site and it's always, it's a problem with everything. It's a critique of everything. Someone's being misogynistic. Someone's being narcissist. Someone's being projecting. Someone is being an egomaniac. All these weaponized uh, psychological terms constantly, constantly everyone is under attack. And as opposed to under religion, there is no redemption. There is no... Um, you know, forgiveness. It is just you are branded as this label and you're a bad person. And the progressives suffer too, okay? They suffer in living at, in being constantly outraged. Imagine if you are just walking around and everywhere you go, you see inequality or you see suffering or you see outrage and you see someone living the wrong way or saying the wrong word and you, you look at the world as this constantly hostile place that you're always uh, critiquing, okay? And what's really changed is you don't hear terms like beauty and glory and greatness and glorious anymore. Those words aren't used. Those words are seen as sentimental relics of the past because... That type of ideology has just been decimated in the wake of this critical theory and uh, living in the analytical mind, okay? That type of sentimental reality has just been decimated under that type of mentality to the point where my generation, and I'm in my mid-30s, but especially the younger generation, uh, guys and girls 18 to 25 are just embarrassed to feel. They're embarrassed to... Um, talk, uh, you know, put strong emotions onto something. Like when I, when I use the words tremendous and I use the words excellent and I use the words, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be terrific. Some people, you know, if I'm talking in public, I'll see them snicker. They think that I'm being facetious or they think that I'm being, um, outrageous or they think that I'm, I'm being over the top, but that's, that's the difference between my worldview and their worldview. They can't even talk in those terms without irony. They can't even talk in those terms without um, embarrassment. And they'll snicker a little bit because they might be embarrassed for me. And when in reality, this, this, is, this is my reality. I live in tremendous and excellent. And I try and convey that to you as much as possible. This is not, a, this is not an act. This is not, when I do something that I'm proud of, I'm like, that was excellent, man. You know, I, I, I congratulate myself on that. When I tell, sometimes I meet a young guy out here who's got a blog and I, I'll tell him, look, man, you're doing great stuff. You're doing excellent. You're doing, and at first he thinks that I'm fucking lying to him or, or I'm telling a girl she's beautiful and I like her eyes and I like her smile. I'm not lying. I am feeling those. I'm just, I'm allowing myself to feel and then I'm expressing those emotions and it changes your life. It changes your life because the reality is reason and logic we've been trained to see as our gods. Okay. Reason and logic is everything. And I'm a very logical person. Okay. I'm, I'm, I have a strong analytical mind as well. So I'm not casting those off. What I'm saying is 
when you really understand yourself, you recognize that reason and logic serve your emotions. You are an emotional creature. Every second of the day, you are trying to feel happy and you're trying to feel joy and you're trying to feel love. And reason and logic are what get you there. They are, okay, I'm going to use my logic to build a business so that I have financial security and so that I can get women and so that I can um, eat well and live the way that I want to. But my emotions don't serve my logic, right? I mean, is it logical to exist? Is it logical to do all the... It's not. I mean, you're, you're using the logic to make you feel good when you really analyze it, okay? So that's an important thing to understand about yourself. And the other thing you need to understand is that, and this is very important if you want to understand people, is that every single person in this world wants to feel perfect love and bliss at all times. They want to feel absolute pure love and bliss at all times. Every single person. And when they're not, there is a certain level of suffering. Okay, The Buddha says existence is suffering. And he's right. Um, now you can create your life so that you're, you know, happy, but would you, if someone would give you a pill to be, um, uh, perfectly happy all the time, every single person in the world would take that if it was consistent, every single person in the world would be on that pill. Um, because every single person wants to be happy, perfectly happy at all times. And anyone who tells you differently is either lying or completely self-aware. More, more likely self, self unaware than a lying because people have no fucking concept of their own inner world. They live in the outer world. Okay, so everyone, when I look around, I see people in pain. When I look around, I see the majority of people in pain and they want to feel love. They want to feel happiness and love and happiness are the same emotion. Okay, you love that sandwich and it makes you happy. You love that girl that you just met. You love, I mean, your your boys, your love and happiness are the same thing. And everyone wants to feel love and happiness at all times, but they are they're afraid to express it because um, our culture doesn't really allow for that anymore. Uh, it does not allow for grandiose sentiments. It does not allow for grandiose romantic expressions of love, except in their um, proper channels like a romance movie and then even then it's capped in all kinds of um, subtleties and, and nuances and, and it's not you know these grand declarations right because people are afraid to talk like that they're afraid to talk like that they're afraid to live like that they're afraid to express themselves because someone is going to cut them down and that's the culture that we're living in right now, okay? We deny wanting to feel that love and bliss and we hide behind it. So we hide behind this ironic detachment, all right? We hide behind this ironic detachment. A perfect example was my boy Phil Hawksworth. He got a message the other day from a girl on Tinder and he screen capped it to me and we're out in, in Thailand. He's in Vietnam right now. And the girl said, you have nice eyeballs, okay? Phil's a good looking guy. He gets compliments from girls on his eyes all the time. She says, you have nice looking eyeballs. What she wanted to say was you have beautiful eyes. What she actually said was you have nice looking eyeballs. And I only could see the cutoff of the screen cap from that. 
I couldn't see what the girl's face was. And I said, 100% chance that's a white girl, not a Vietnamese girl. And he's like, of course. And why I'm saying that is because a Vietnamese or Thai or um, any of the women in this part of the world do not operate in irony or sarcasm. They would not say something ridiculous. They would just say, you have beautiful eyes or you're very handsome or you look sexy or something like that. Because that's how they live. They live with that type of sincerity. And it sort of wasn't until I really stepped out of my culture to be able to see how far that we've fallen. And I can see it. When I see people who come over here from the West, and it's almost jarring to me now, the way that I see people walk around and I see the way that they interact after having been over here for close to two years now, and I haven't uh, gone back home or anything. Um, our culture is fucked, man. It is fucked. We judge everything. You look at BuzzFeed and Jezebel and Thought Catalog, and everything is a fucking judgment. And every every week there's a new word. Fuckboy, or massage, or like douchebag, dude bro. Um, this liberal progressive culture that we're under is vicious, and it's 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 constant judgment and attack of of the way that people are trying to live and and in reality man everyone's just trying to get by everyone's just trying to get by in this life and we're so vicious to each other even western culture in modern western culture even our humor is brutal i mean Family Guy, which I love, is nasty as fuck, is ruthless, it's judgmental, it is just ripping people apart. And, um, you know, it's a totally different ballgame over here. It's a totally different ballgame. I can bring up something negative um, around a group of Thai women, and they'll just say, oh. Like, I can, I, and they won't jump on board like uh, Western people will, and, and pile on the negativity of, of the things that are frustrating them. Because they've been taught not to say bad things about people. They've been taught that it's bad karma. And it's, it's kind of a bizarre thing at first. They don't pile on to that. They just sort of let the statement go. And then I realized that, oh, I'm losing face by, by um, uh, judging people and by acting harshly. And they're just politely... Um, not engaging in that subject. And it's a very interesting thing. And I think, well, if you could measure cultures in terms of the success of a culture in terms of its happiness, Thailand is smoking us in the West. I mean, times five. They have five times less money, but they're five times happier. And it is all about their attitude. It's all about the attitude towards the world. And sarcasm and irony doesn't exist. If I say something sarcastic to a girl, she doesn't understand what I'm saying. Irony, they don't understand irony here. Humor is very much out in the open and it's playful and it is not vicious. It's not vicious at all. Um, and it's a beautiful thing not having irony or sarcasm or ironic detachment that you have to deal with. I mean, in Toronto, I could look at every girl's OkCupid profile and it would always be some type of ironic, uh, non-sequitur statements. 
like, I love, you know, knitting and cheeseburgers and just one, you know, these random strings of words together. And it would ne there would never be like, um, you know, sincere profile of, you know, I'm looking for love and I'm looking for, um, you know, it just wasn't sincere. It, it, the, the, the lack of sincerity in Western culture is tremendous. It is tremendous. People just hiding behind this ironic facade. And it doesn't exist over here. And it really took me getting over here to realize how fucked up we are. Um, and it makes dating so much easier. It makes dating so much easier, okay? I'm not, I'm not laying down false time constraints. I'm not using nags. I'm not like, I wasn't using that shit back home too much, but like, you just go up to a girl and you tell her she has a nice smile or she's very pretty and she has nice eyes. And if she likes you, she'll tell you that you look handsome and that you have nice eyes and you have a nice smile. I get called handsome more than a month than I, than I would in a year or two back home. And I'm not saying that I'm a super handsome guy or anything. I'm just, I'm just trying to relate to you the culture. When dating is very pleasant here, it is, it is you are friendly and complimentary to her and she's complimentary to you. Now, there'll be some teasing back and forth, but it's very playful. It's very, like, um, you know, innocent and playful. It's not like this harsh kind of, like, who the fuck are you? You know, there's none of that harsh attitude. There's And there's none of that um, irony and... A girl will just say, I like you, or I want you to be my boyfriend, or I really like you, and she'll say that on the first date. And it, it kind of like threw me off when I first came out here. I was like, whoa, these girls are, are crazy. But I realized, you know, that they're just, they, they just express what they feel. And there's probably many Western women who are thinking stuff like that, but they just hold back and, and, and they do what they've been taught, which is like, wait, I'm going to wait 27 hours to text this guy because, um, that's what I've been told to do, you know? But in reality, when a girl tells you she likes you and she texts you right away, then it makes you want to text her right away. All that game and all that, like, waiting to text her back, that just is out the window over here. Totally unnecessary. You can be completely, completely sincere and you can be playful and you can be warm right off the bat. And it's a beautiful thing because, uh, you know, people live with so much more sincerity over here. And it's something that I see even uh, not just in Thailand, but I watch the Korean channel over here on TV and the K-pop and the fucking descriptions for K-pop and these K-pop bands is hilarious. It's like this band is most beautiful, glorious band in Korea. And, you know, it, it is like um, they are a rain of sunshine in our culture, and it's very like evocative. When you watch the Korean and the Thai soap operas, it's very um, evocative and 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 emotional. And um, you know, it, it it can be a bit much in some cases, but they're living in in sincerity. They're living in sincerity, and they are way fucking happier than we are. Way happier. I mean, you. You gotta only come over here for like a day or two. And you'll see groups of 15 year old Thai girls walking down the street, hand in hand, giggling, laughing. Um, I live in a building, which is like a pretty nice building. So all the parents, uh, 
but a lot of the building is students where wealthy um, ties from outside of Chiang Mai send their kids to live in the building. I've never seen a beer bottle outside of an apartment. I've never smelled a cigarette. I've never, you know, seen anyone be and anyone be anything but completely super respectful to me um, in the elevator and stuff. And it's just like super. I mean, it's just a totally different vibe out here. It's it's, it's a totally different mentality. And um and and you know, the more I'm outside of the West, the more I see how far we fucking degenerated. And and for the younger generation, for you younger guys, it's even worse for you, man. I mean, it, it's it's rough out there for you, um, and you can see it in our culture, okay? Because when religion was removed from the culture, there was nothing that filled that void except for. The Marxist philosophy of dialectical materialism. If you are, if you've been through the North American education system, which is really the Prussian education system, which is what it was modeled on, you have been trained to be a dialectical materialist. You think that um, this is your own viewpoint. If maybe you're atheist or agnostic, but this is, and I'm not trying to sell you on on God or anything like that. But this is what you've been taught. You've been taught that. All that exists is in front of your face, and this is materialism. That's the philosophy of materialism. And if you're halfway intelligent and you take it to its sort of natural conclusion, it's very easy to slip into nihilism, right? If this is all there is, well, what the fuck is the point of being here? And you can combine that with critical theory. It means a lot of lost people out there. A lot of people are living without a sense of purpose, all right? In the past, the purpose was God, country, family, and your community. These days, most people don't have a purpose. And um, that's where a lot of my readers and visitors come from. It's guys who are fucking lost, man. Grew up like me without a father or from a broken home. You don't know what to believe in. You don't know what your purpose is on this earth. You don't have a community. Your country's um, at war with itself. And it is nasty business. It is nasty fucking business. You can see it in our music, all right? Here's the music I grew up on. Grunge, metal, hip-hop, right? Hip-hop is like the fucking thudding drum of nihilism set to music. It is just get bitches, like, you know, just strictly living for the moment, no purpose. And I mean, I, I still love hip-hop. I love, I, I even love the grunge, but... Compare that to the music and the poetry of the 18th century, where you'd have these classical symphonies, and you can you can feel when you listen to it how sentimental it was. And when I was younger, I was I, I remember thinking, this is so fucking gay. Like, why do I, you know, why do I have to listen to this in music class? Because even at like 15, 16, my heart was so hardened that I couldn't open myself up to. Um, this type of music that was very soft and sentimental and uh, looking at the beauty and the truth in nature. And because I was I was already corrupted on like fucking Nirvana and grunge and this hard, you know, rough uh, music. And that type of sincerity 
or that the type of poetry that was written in those days and, and the type of novels that was written in those days. I mean, we can't even handle that in, in this modern world because it's so sincere. And we can't even accept that without judgment or, um, you know, without being ironic. And it hurts our culture. It hurts us. It hurts us that we are afraid to feel. And there's a lot of people who talk about, you know, there's been a lot of um, coverage in the men's self-improvement movement over Trump and why he won and what, what it was that he did and, and people modeling him. And as you guys know, I'm not political, but there is something to be said. And in my opinion, it's this. What put him over the top was his complete and utter shameless sincerity and positivity. Completely sincere. People would attack him from all angles and all he's talking about is going to be tremendous, it's going to be amazing, it's going to be terrific, it's going to be beautiful. And people are starved for that. People are starved for that kind of sincerity. They are starved for someone who is telling them to believe in themselves. And I've seen it with my website and the growth of this channel. The more sincere I become with you, the more positive I am, the more people respond to that because like I said, people are starved for this. People are suffering and they are looking for love at all times and they're looking for positivity. And when you're able to give that to them, you become a very special person. When you are able to live with sincerity, you become a very special person. When you are able to compliment someone that you just met, or you're able to compliment your friend sincerely and tell him he's doing great with his work, or, you, or you're able to be sincere with your girlfriend and tell her why you love her eyes, and the fact that you, know, you feel her in your heart, and the fact that you're excited when you see her, and you talk about how you visualize her when you're not around, when she's not around. Like, you use your own words. You're not, like, reciting this from a book or anything. You are using your own words, you're going into your own feelings, and then you're using that to be sincere with someone. And at first, people can't even accept it. They think you're bullshitting them. Because they, they haven't met someone who lives like you do. They haven't met someone who speaks in terms of great and tremendous and excellent. Even my own mom... When I, I call her and I'm telling her about the things that I'm going to do, she laughs. And I say, Mom, this is, I'm, I'm serious. This is, this is what I feel. This is how I think. Um, and it's the opposite of how most people live in the West, which is neurosis, which is hiding behind irony, which is living in constant judgment and critical theory of all the problems and all the things that are going wrong. And... It's poison. It's poison. When you start to live with sincerity, people start to like you. If you have a problem with getting people to like you, check out my video on how to be charming. But I can give it to you right now. Be high value and be sincere and people will like you. When you, have, when you look at yourself as high value and someone to be respected and you're sincere with people, people will like you. When you have a smile on your face, to the checkout girl when you um, have a smile on your face to see your girlfriend or your mom or your friends and you give them compliments. Give people compliments whenever you meet them. Sincere compliments like, 
I always sit down and like think, what can I do to make this person happy when I'm, when I'm out in an interaction, right? Because I make them happy, I'm gonna be happy. So how do I be fucking sincere? And once I started doing that, I just stopped caring what people think because I, like people would just be like, you know, they might judge me on it or whatever. And I just stopped caring. And then I just got rid of people who were negative, right? If you've got some guys that are holding you back and, and, and not allowing you to express your truth and not allowing you to express that, you know, you have plans for greatness and you want to build a fucking great business and they're fucking getting in your way, well, then you just get rid of them and you find people that are um, able to appreciate uh, your sincerity, okay? And when I started to live like that and I really, really put the focus on positive, positivity, irony and sarcasm just faded away, right? To me, sarcasm is the beta male's we weapon. And... If you want to be passive-aggressive, you might as well just be aggressive-aggressive. Like, don't hide it behind being ironic or being sarcastic. A perfect example of this type of guy is Jim from The Office. He's completely unfulfilled in his life, and he wants to be an alpha male, but he doesn't have the balls to live like that. So he's just living in judgment and sarcasm on uh, Michael and, I guess, everyone else in The Office. And he's always just playing to the camera or, but he's never actually being sincere and just saying what he fucking feels. And he's never, he doesn't have the balls to go live the life that he wants to do. So he sits there in beta male hell being ironic and sarcastic and he suffers for it. And everyone around suffers for it because he's kind of a dick. Um, and there's so many guys living that life right now. There's so many guys, and there's so many women living behind that irony and and um, and sarcasm, which, by the way, we as men fucking hate. I mean, the last thing on our checklist of what we want in a woman is someone who's ironic and sarcastic. Life and it, for a guy is hard enough. It's hard enough to start a business, right? You don't want to go home to a woman who's ironic and sarcastic. You want to go home to someone who's warm and, and, and sweet. And the, the, the more, and as a, if you're a woman um, watching this, the more warm you are and sweet you are to a guy, the more he wants to be warm and sweet to you. That's a fact, okay? And, you know, if you want to live in a positive reality, then you got to be fucking sincere and you got to stop hiding behind um, irony. you got to stop leeching off interactions where you just go in an interaction and you don't really add anything to it and you're just like reserved and you know people might think you're cold or whatever that's all your fear talking that's your fear of just being able to express it and just not really giving a fuck right i do not fucking care i've got pictures of my dick on the internet i don't care about anything anymore um i got a picture i've got a video of me teaching guys how to lick pussy and ass at that point, I don't give a fuck about anything. And the less you give a fuck, the better things get for you. And, and it's a beautiful thing to be able to just walk into a room, sit down, and, and just be sincere with people and, and, and fucking be nice to people. And um, that combined with gratitude is really, really powerful. All right, my, the last video I did on gratitude 
so powerful and something that I neglected. And when you combine sort of just being grateful to be alive and being sincere in your appreciation of life and being sincere with other people and speaking to them empathically, um, you know, listening to them, looking them in the eyes, being sincere with them, you're going to be so much happier and everyone's going to like you, right? Everyone's going to want to be around you because you're so fucking different from everyone else who's, who's playing a game, who's um, always trying to value raise and, and, and devalue other people and who's living behind fucking irony and sarcasm. Irony and sarcasm are disgusting. That's a disgusting fucking way to live. And it's a ballless way to live. And it's a pussified way to live. And if, if you want to become the man that you want to be, you need to be able to be fucking real, man, and be fucking sincere and, you know, live your truth. And I don't care if it's about music or food or my ambitions. I'm always talking in, like, sincere language. Like, I love that food or I love this fucking song or I'm going to do these fucking, you know, my business can continue to get fucking great and it's going to be terrific and you're, you're, you guys business yours is going to be fucking terrific we're going to be killing shit we're going to be traveling the world and all that and you know I swear a lot because I'm, I'm just passionate like that I'm just fucking passionate and I'm fucking sincere and and when people first start to get to know me I see them smile a little bit because it sounds outrageous maybe to you it sounds outrageous I don't know but that is that's that's how I feel um, on the inside, man. That, that's my truth. I'm waking up and I'm thinking like, man, what, what the fuck am I going to do today? Let me do something big today. Let me get a big win today. Then I'm going to get that fucking big cheeseburger and I'm going to love it. Then I'm going to put on Oasis and I'm going to fucking power out to that. And everything's going to be great. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when you start to live like that, everything changes, man. It changes. It changes and you're just able to live so much better. You're able to live so much better when you live in gratitude and you live in sincerity. And I know this sounds like I'm sort of sliding into like generic self-improvement shit, but a large part of that is my evolution over the last five years of RLD is that I've been forced to accept that stuff is true. I've been forced to accept a lot of the Tony Robbins stuff that I'd, who I liked, but I, that I'd written off before that he's fucking right and I was wrong. Because I still had some, even when I started, I still had some negativity in me. And I still had a bit of a hater in me. Because, you know, I would just rule out like, man, that's retard positivity. I'm smarter than these people. I don't need to be grateful. I don't need to be, you know, as sincere as I, as, you know, what people are talking about. I'm like, this is some soft ass fucking weak ass shit. You know, just teach me how to get money and get girls. That's what I'm going to teach guys. Just how to... You know, but as I evolve and as I have to keep, um, you know, becoming more self-aware and, I, and I'm reverse engineering what I'm doing, I can't hide from this shit. I can't hide in, in from this shit anymore as I want to self-actualize. And, you know, as I self-actualize, I cannot not uh, become more sincere and more grateful. Like, those things are on the path. And you can't, if you want to get to the next level, you cannot avoid them. You cannot just skip over them because 
you can't get to that next level of positivity unless you, you absorb those softer qualities. And it's actually, it takes a lot of work to be grateful and to be sincere and to be uh, positive, to be those softer um, sort of feminine qualities. Like the masculine ones, if you might already have down, you might have the fact that you can go to the gym and you can power through and you can, you're disciplined and if someone fucks with you, you get up in their face, but that's not enough to get you to the next level. You need that appreciation. You need to be able to be sincere. You need to be able to be grateful. And that's going to put you on a totally different level with women because you can speak in their language. Like my ex-girlfriend used to tell me, she would email me these beautiful emails like, you make my heart smile and you light up my life and stuff. And so then I would, I would take her words and try and see if like I could put that into my reality and then I would email that back to her. Um, and the same thing goes with, with women now. If I start to like a girl, I will try and be poetic in, in some of the stuff that I send to her. Okay, you, you guys would probably be shocked at some of the, the, the sincerity and, and, and the compliments and um, the way that I speak to a girl when I'm falling in love or when I really like her. You know, you can read some of the stuff on here, some of the tougher stuff or some of the crazy shit, like how to give a girl a rim job orgasm. And it's like, you might think I'm one way and that's a part of it, but like the other part is, is um, that sincerity. And... I'm telling you, that shit gets a girl into you more than like any type of game. When you're able to use rich descriptions and you know really dig into her heart and really um, use these sort of evocative compliments and these sincere compliments, you know, if you listen to the song "Sweet Child of Mine," you, you know, that's a perfect example of a guy doing it sort of from a masculine perspective, where he's talking about a girl who brings him back to that sunny state of childhood. And, you know, you have to go into your mind to really see it. And, I, and I'll think, how does this girl make me feel? Um, what are the moments we have together that are making me happy? And then I'll, like, describe that moment to her. And I'll describe to her the specific things I like about her. Like how her eyes, um, you know, the warmth in her eyes and stuff like that. And I'm telling you, boys, like, if you, if you want to get to the next level with women... Being able to communicate in the language of emotions and rich descriptions with women is a fucking game changer, man. It's a game changer to the point where I'm telling you right now, do not use this on girls that you don't like because it will get you, it will get them falling in love with you. It's that powerful. Like once a girl's even a little bit into you and you're able to use those rich descriptions, it's so fucking powerful. Um, but that's, that's how I feel, man. That's how I feel. Sincerity will help you in all aspects of your life. It will help you with your relationships with your parents. It will help you with your relationships with your friends. It will help you a fucking tremendous amount with women, uh, especially women who aren't from Western cultures and into that cultural Marxism. And you'll find that you actually won't want to date. You really won't want a lot to do with girls who live in irony and sarcasm. To me, that's a huge turnoff. Um, and it'll just help you in the way that you relate to the world. It'll help you in the way that your self-talk will change. Your self-talk will change from like talking to yourself in a sarcastic or ironic or in a judgmental way. And you'll start to like, your self-talk will start to be absorbed with like terrific, beautiful, glorious. I can say glorious without it being ironic, right? And when I say glorious, I mean it. And 
when you get to that level, it's it just separates you from other people. It and and it it separates you from in a positive way it, across all aspects of your life. So give it a go. Try and be more sincere with other people and try and be more sincere with yourself. Think about what do I really want? If I get X amount of girls, that is gonna be fucking amazing. I really want that cheeseburger. That cheeseburger is gonna be amazing. Whatever it is, man, like live in it. Don't be afraid to express that. And if you're around people that are cutting you down, get rid of those fucking parasites and get rid of those um, vampires as much as you can. Okay? Because there's plenty of positive people out there. There's plenty of positive people out there. And, you know, if you're around people who are cutting you down, whether it's your girlfriend or your friends, you just got to drop them and find people who are ready to accept that sincerity and accept the way that you live in a positive way and that's it so check me out revolutionarylifestyledesign.com check out my books revolutionarylifestyledesign.com slash books itunes soundcloud facebook you know the drill much love to you all the best